0: In today's Smart 7, Lee Anderson stripped of the Tory whip, Trump storms to another primary victory, and lots more. It's Monday, 26th of February, it's Pistachio Day, and happy birthday, Michael Bolton. The Smart 7. It's news, but not the news. I don't actually believe that these Islamists have got control of our country, but what I do believe is they've got control of Khan. That was controversial Tory MP Lee Anderson and former deputy chairman of the Tory party, speaking to GB News on Friday after former Home Secretary Suella Braverman claimed that Islamists were in charge of Britain last week. Anderson's comments have led to criticism across the political spectrum, including from the London mayor himself. Here's Sadiq Khan's response. But these comments from a senior conservative are Islamophobic are anti-Muslim and are racist. We've seen over the last uh, two days. On Saturday, Lee was stripped of the Conservative whip after refusing to apologise for the remarks. It's effectively a suspension from the party and means that he'll now have to sit as an independent MP. But Deputy PM Oliver Dowden was quick to jump to his defence on Laura Kay's show on Sunday. I don't believe that Lee Anderson said those remarks uh, intending to to be uh, Islamophobic. Saturday marked two years since Russia launched its full-scale invasion on Ukraine. Since then, more than 31,000 Ukrainian troops have been killed and an estimated 315,000 Russian troops have been killed or wounded in the war, which has seen Russia fail to capture Kyiv or take control of the Ukrainian government. This weekend saw a group of Western leaders travel to Kiev for a press conference where Ukrainian President Zelensky appealed for the US Congress to approve Biden's $60 billion aid request. Speaking to CNN, Zelensky said that some American critics of the aid package don't understand what's happening in Ukraine. We don't need any rhetoric of, from people who, who are not deeply in the, in the you know, in the, in the war. So to understand it is to come to the front line to see what's going on, to speak with the people, then to go to civilians to understand what will be, because he doesn't understand it. Of course, he God bless you don't have the war on your territory. But there's no end in sight to the war as Putin's forces continue to push forward, while the Ukrainian side is short on ammunition and support. Former U.S. Deputy National Security Advisor Ben Rhodes says the Russian President and Trump ally is likely to hold off until November's U.S. presidential election. Putin uh, does not have an incentive to make- Make a deal before election you know if he thinks that there's a chance of donald trump came back in the white house why wouldn't he want to wait and see uh, if he can uh, have that uh, advantage Speaking of Trump, the former US president's marching on towards Super Tuesday after soaring to another Republican primary win in South Carolina this weekend. He beat the state's former governor, Nikki Haley, in an almost 60-40 split to secure his fourth state-level Republican primary nomination. The former president is looking increasingly likely to win a majority of delegates and officially secure the GOP nomination in mid-March, which would make it one of the shortest Republican primary cycles in 30 years. However, with 91 indictments and multiple cases ongoing, it's not clear if he'll make it to the White House. Speaking after his South Carolina victory, Trump had a special message for current President Joe Biden, who might just have become the world's oldest apprentice. Joe, you're fired. Get out. Get out, Joe. You're fired. They're destroying our country and we're going to... I just wish we could do it quicker. Nine months is a long time. Dozens of Palestinians were killed and more injured on Saturday in an Israeli airstrike targeting a house in central Rafah in the southern Gaza Strip. The city of Rafah, which is currently providing refuge to more than one million Palestinians, has been the recent focus of Israel's attacks on Hamas. But Israeli PM Benjamin Netanyahu says a major assault on the city could be delayed and a temporary ceasefire put in place if a hostage deal is reached in the coming days. Negotiators from the US, Israel, Egypt and Qatar have been in talks over the past week and US National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan says he's hopeful a deal can be reached. The United States position in this is clear. We would like to see this deal get done. We would like to see the hostages returned, including American hostages, and we would like to see that temporary ceasefire which will alleviate the suffering of the people in the Gaza Strip, uh, innocent civilians, women and children. Still to come on the smart 7, Liverpool are Carabao Cup champions, and Lily Gladstone is victorious at the SAG Awards. Right after this. Sunday saw this season's first piece of major silverware in English football claimed after Liverpool secured a late 1-0 victory over Chelsea in the Carabao Cup final at Wembley. It was a game that looked sure to go to penalties after a series of VAR decisions and heroic saves denied either side from taking a lead. But Virgil van Dijk's 118th minute header brought heartbreak for Chelsea and tears of joy for Liverpool. Liverpool boss Jurgen Klopp, who's in his last season at the team, says he's delighted with how they played. Absolutely insane. These things are not possible it's unbelievable what happened here tonight I'm so I'm so I, I don't feel at all but I'm so proud that I that I could be part of that tonight Wow. <laughs> Sir David Attenborough may be 97 years old, but he's not slowing down anytime soon. The beloved environmentalist and broadcaster just released a new three-part documentary called The Secret World of Sound, which explores how animals and insects use sound to communicate and survive. It uses cutting-edge technology to record sounds which haven't been heard by the human ear before, including borrowing gadgets usually used by spies. But series producer Sharmila Choudhury says that the biggest challenge wasn't Sir David's age, it was actually climate change. On this particular series, every single shoot was impacted by climate change and that made one filming very difficult, but secondly, it was very distressing to see the animals suffering um, in this new world. Saturday saw some of Hollywood's biggest names walking the red carpet in LA for the 30th Annual Screen Actors Guild Awards. Oppenheimer was the night's biggest winner, scooping up wins in the Outstanding Cast and Best Male Leading and Supporting Actor categories. And while Poor Things' Emma Stone was the pundit's favourite, it was Killers of the Flower Moons' Lily Gladstone who came out victorious as the best female actor in a leading role. Here's what Lily had to say about it. My friends, fellow actors, I feel the good in what you have done, what you do. This has been a hard year for all of us. Um, Those in this room, those not in this room, I'm so proud that we've gotten here in solidarity with all of our other unions. You've been listening to The Smart 7. We'll be back tomorrow at 7 a.m. Hit that follow button and have a great day. Give us seven minutes, we'll give you the world. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.